6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. At this hour, all we know is that uh, some rescue efforts are underway inside the building. Bring them over. All right, we have confirmed now from several sources that the top part of the World Trade Center has in fact fallen over, as we showed you a couple of minutes ago. The building exploded. Um, fire shot out of it. And of course, everybody's hoping that these people were able to get out of there without being injured. But it is a surreal and devastating scene over here, something like I've never seen before. This is the Pentagon, which of course has been evacuated. Uh, uh, another plane apparently either crashed into there or launched something into there. Smoke and dust and just debris everywhere. We can't even see the tower anymore. It's been a, a very coordinated and intentional attack on, uh, on America's political, uh, America's military, and America's financial power. Three very deliberate targets telling the story. It was a Tuesday morning. Do you remember that? I'm sure you do. I know you do. It was a Tuesday morning, and... I think many of us, either we were watching TV, listening to the radio, got a phone call, someone saying, hey, you need to turn on the TV. That's what happened in my house. My my husband at the time was already at work, called and said, Jay, you need to turn on the TV. You need to get up. You need to get up. And I went to the TV and I turned it on. And And like you, like all of you right now, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, and the second plane hit, and then we watched the towers come down. And then we heard about the plane going into the Pentagon. And then a short time later, Pennsylvania, the plane going down. And then we hear about the heroic, in the, in the, in the weeks afterwards, the heroic efforts of those on board that flight to try to save everybody on board. I can remember talking to my dad and saying, what happened? Who's responsible for this? I went into work that day, and you'll remember Linda Steele. And Linda was working in the corner. She had a feature of some sort to try and get done, and she had earplugs in because the newsroom was absolutely crazy. So she's trying to get this work done. We didn't know what was going on with the newscasts. We pretty much got bumped off the air for quite a long time, and I can remember saying to Linda, I just, I, I can't believe what we're seeing. Like, and she says, well, I hope we'll never, ever see anything like this again. God help us if we do. I remember the boss at the time, Tim Spellacy, telling us this is going to be the biggest news story that you will ever cover. It became all-consuming, you know, dealing with it at work, dealing with it at home, couldn't turn the TV off, like so many of you, trying to figure out, put the pieces together, learn more about the victims, and again, it was my husband at the time that came home and found me crying on the couch, watching something. And he just came over and he turned off the TV and said, you need to turn this off. You need to take a break from this. And so I know a lot of people, you know, some of you might be like, well, why, why are you still talking about it 20 years on? Because you know why? It changed our world like we've never seen. You know, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is travel, but in so many ways and for so many people, it changed the world. I can remember a friend of mine 
telling me the story of talking to her mom. And she turned to her mom and said on that day, my world is going to change. And her mom said to her, well, all of our worlds are going to change, honey. She said, no, no, there's going to be something more. It's going to be something bigger for our family. Well, seven months later, her husband was dead in Afghanistan, was killed. So many of you have so many different stories to share. I want to hear from you at 780-496-0063. It's important to remember and to reflect. I'm a firm believer in, in making sure that we don't forget about the things that have happened in the hopes that they don't happen again. And I think it's very likely that this 20th anniversary of 9-11 tomorrow might be one of the last big commemorations of that horrific day. So if you want to share your member, uh, share your memories at 4960063, give me a call. We have time for some phone calls. I'll get to your texts as well this afternoon. Uh, lots coming in. I worked at Canadian Blood Services at the time and heard about it first when my radio alarm went off. I went out to the living room to turn on the TV. I remember just sitting down at the coffee table, seeing the images as the second building had just been hit. At work, it was really, really busy, so eerily quiet as everyone was in shock. The mobile blood donor clinic was scheduled to be in Grand Prairie that week, which still happened with staff taking a plane from the municipal airport. There were no fly rules in place, but the flight, but the flight, well, it, it still went and that was it we were all trying to figure out this new reality and chris brandlinger grant joining me this afternoon the producer of this show i mean you were eight years old when this happened yeah born in 1993 and and i remember it vividly like one of those memory burns right like i think that's one of the very first incidents that i can remember vividly where i was what i was doing and who i was with Mm -hmm. too young to understand the ramifications geopolitically but i just knew that it was something big you know the adults in the room didn't know how to handle it because there's no playbook for something like this. No. Like so many of these stories, that's some over there stuff. And and to see this front and center, it was specific time zone, you know, bright and early in the morning before I went to grade three, you know, all, all the adults tried to keep it together. And, you know, there was just an eerie feeling for everything, even in North Vancouver. And I, I will never forget that. Never forget that at all. One of the things that I vividly remember was how people came together. Yes. And that was so amazing. I can remember a French newspaper. Actually, the headline was, we're all American, mm. you know? And it was like, when, when <laughs> around the world, um, vigils were held, support was coming in, what do you need? And, and I wonder, I wonder if we would see that today. I'm not, I'm, I'm not 100% sure that we would see it today. Maybe I'm just a, a lot more cynical, but um, I, I, I can remember that outpouring of support. In the world of social media as well, because we hadn't gotten to that point mm-hmm. 20 years ago, everybody watching relatively, like, you know, there's a certain number of, of channels that you can watch for a major yeah. event like this and the networks. And so everybody digesting relatively the same coverage as it happens and everybody trying to figure out in real time mm-hmm. what's happening. 
you can't go on Twitter and see a first-hand account or, you know, somebody messing with people intentionally with a fake handle that's very close to somebody else trying to just put things out there for yeah. chaos, right? So everybody coming together, families, multi-generational homes like one that I grew up in, yep. coming and experiencing it all together because that's the only way that we could digest the information. And the world... In the same way, right, with broadcasts being simulcast picked up overseas as well, everybody's scrambling for all the information at the same time. V says, Jay, I was in university and frantically finishing a paper due that morning. I had the TV on in the background and the Today Show was on. And I can remember hearing Katie Couric's voice change and it made me look up. Yeah, that, that it, with so many of the announcers. Yep. I remember that. That's when I saw that the first plane had hit. I was mesmerized watching, and then the second plane hit. I will never forget what I felt at that moment. I had no no idea why or how the rest of the day was surreal, and I was glued to the TV. Classes were then optional that day, and I went to hand in my paper, and it was an absolute ghost town. Keep your memories coming at 780-496-0063. If you want to call, we have some time for, for that as well. It's 496-0063 right now, though. Let's take a look at the drive. Chopper traffic, it is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Here's Carly Kincaid. We do have reports of a collision on Argyle Road at 85th Street, so we are just heading to that area to take a look right now, and we'll have more for you on that shortly. We do have construction in the west end on white mud at, at the Anthony Henday, so things are moving well in that area. We did have reports of a collision there, but couldn't find anything, so that's good news. Things are moving quite nicely there. We do have delays, however, coming off of the high-level bridge, so you may not want to use that as your route out of the downtown core if you can take an alternate. The customer appreciation event is on this weekend at Leon. Shop some of the lowest prices of the year, plus win exciting prizes in every store. Visit leon.ca for details. From Global One, I'm Carly Kincaid. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Were you in the yard with your wife and children or working on some stage in L.A.? Yeah, where Did were you, you on that day? What is your memory as we... Take some time to mark the 20th anniversary of 9-11 tomorrow. Thank you for all of your texts coming in this afternoon. 4960063. JP was wrapping up a two-week vacation in L.A. and was on board preparing to taxi the runway when they had to that when the flight was aborted we had to deplane and rush back to the terminal and out the front door i will never forget says jp it was so eerie to watch la come to a complete standstill we were stuck for six days on our dime with very little to do but sit in our hotel room and watch the footage over and over Braden says 9 11 is my birthday I was nine years old. I turned nine that day. Had a bunch of friends over for a sleepover. We all glued to the TV that morning. Not so much fun birthday party that day. I'm 29 tomorrow, and I rec re recollect that day as well. 780-496-0063. Sarah, I was listening to Gord Whitehead. I heard him say what happened. I was shocked. I felt tied to the radio and TV. I had to take myself away and Blaine says I'm sorry guys my emotions are overwhelming 
Jalen, I love the show and you, Will Blaine. Thank you. Thank you for that. And and that's the thing. And I and I know it's tough. And you know what, you guys, when I was going through, and you know, Chris, you came into my office today mm-hmm. as I was going through old recordings from 9-11. And and I and I told you, like it it, it just so emotional again. And it, it's yeah. hard to listen to. But again, I think that still it, it shows you what a huge impact that day had on us that 20 years later, it's still something that just really rocks us to our core. Absolutely. And part of the human condition is feeling this way. Yeah. After the fact, we all remember where we were. Some of us were impacted directly far greater than mm-hmm. others. But remembering where we were, the fact that I walked into your office and, and saw that look on your face today September the 10th, mm-hmm. 2021, speaks volumes about the impact this one day had in, in the history of, of modern civilization, really. Everything is different. You, you said it, the way we travel. I was talking with Daryl McIntyre this morning. He said he had to Google how we flew before 9-11 because everything has changed so dramatically. The way that advanced intelligence operates Mm -hmm. and you can just go on and on and on and how this one day, the tragic event, the horrific incident, September 11, 2001, really charted the course for 20 years of military operations, Mm -hmm. for 20 years of conflict, for all the geopolitical things that are going on. And, and, you know tensions and the way that people can come together we were we were amusing before do you think that people would be able to come together now and just in the break it, it dawned on me that you know we're, we're not we're not conflating multiple things here but you know the paris attacks back in 2015 mm-hmm. yes. Paris, that was one of yeah. one of the larger events in the in the age of social media something of this scale and i i do have hope that the world would be able to come together regardless of country right what if it's france if it's the united states heaven forbid not canada but anywhere in the world i think that we are as connected as we've ever been and <laughs> and we can at least you know filter the filter the good thoughts up to the top and i think that humans are capable of this ggd agrees with you 100 percent on on that one chris a quick pause here 780-496-0063 Let's roll. The flight that went down, what was it, Shanksville, Pennsylvania? How they tried, they'd heard what had happened. They tried to overtake the hijackers. Didn't know that Neil Young had, I heard forgot at least that Neil Young had done, had done a song on that. Thank you everybody for texting in this afternoon i know there's been some some calls on hold and then just the way that the news and everything came up uh, if you want to call back you can at 780-496-0063 some more of your texts as we mark the 20th anniversary of 9-11 brian and edson says i was truck driving during 9-11 i kept thinking there's 50,000 people working in each of those buildings that collapsed i'm still surprised that that it was only 3,000 only but you know what he's saying 3,000 people that died um, 
This one says, I was hauling round Bale's home and listening to 6.30 Ched when the first plane crashed. I called my girlfriend, now my wife, and I told her World War III was happening, and if they called for young men, I would go. I've never had such a feeling in my life. Claire says, Jay, we just returned from a once-in-a-lifetime trip with our young sons to Disney World in Florida. I was so grateful that we'd been able to do that because I knew it would be a very, very long time before I got to go on another plane. I was absolutely gutted this text came in and i called amy to see if she would come on and tell the story but she was in tears as we called her and talked to her on the phone amy says jay i I worked as a first responder or i worked at a first responder hospital in downtown new york city on 9 11. the worst part was waiting to help people who never came I remember that I had a meeting with my boss who was chronically late. He called me and said, I'm stuck in the tunnel because a plane hit some building. I didn't believe him. I then went outside and saw the second plane hit. My mother was in the open air market at the World Trade Center buying tomatoes. Fortunately, she got out okay, but we didn't hear from her for many, many hours. I still can't think of 9-11 without crying. I must admit that I did not expect media coverage today, but of course, here it is. I'm glad I was able to text this to you, Amy. Thank you for sharing your story this afternoon. Terry Lynn on the phone today. Hi, Terry Lynn. Hi. I I was like you. I I could not believe it was happening. I thought something was wrong with the news. I, I was misbelief. I was trying to get my kids to school. Crazy thing. And today I spent my day with a lady from West Africa, a lady from Iran, one from Iraq, one from Winnipeg. I'm a good old Alberta farmer. (laughs) And we sat and we talked about it, about where we were. And somehow we came to kind of a a calming effect. It's like it's 20 years later, we're still here. Did we learn something? And we're all from literally different places. Yeah. And it's, you know, to take a bad day, and we had a a nice afternoon, a nice lunch. Some of us didn't know each other very well. And it, it, it was comforting to know that we all, you know, we all remembered it a different way. We yeah. all discussed it. You know, we we had lunch at a Halifax cafe, <laughs> <laughs> had some fish and chips, and it was... It was it, it was odd to have people together to go, you know, okay, how was your experience? How was your experience? How was, and we're sitting there in, in a cafe in different parts of the world, and our experiences were the same. Terry Lynn, I think, you know, and that's the thing, right? You, you, from all over the world, and you've come together, and you experienced the same thing. And as you said, we all, they might remember it a little bit differently, but I think it was probably healing because I still think that for a lot of folks it's it's this scar on their heart and it and it still hurts so being able to talk about it um and and say hey you know what i still feel this way or i still remember it this way that's that's a step forward right it was unreal it was unreal it was taking a bad situation we had a calming day today we had a a calming afternoon like a all right, like, okay. It was it was nice. We all hugged and kissed, held hands, mm-hmm. and started saying, and came home and called you. Oh, well, Terry <laughs> Lynn, I appreciate you giving me a shout this afternoon. Have a good weekend. Right. 
Take care. That's Terry Lynn calling in this afternoon. Boy, oh boy, Arms War said I had Gord Whitehead on every morning on my radio alarm clock. When the radio came on and Gord wasn't on that day on Chet, I knew something was wrong. I went downstairs, turned on CBC News World and watched the first building go down. On campus, everyone was glued to the TV to see what happened. It was a crazy day for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing your thoughts, your memories today. Um, I appreciate it. As Ted Lasso would say, I appreciate you all. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> it's a tough day to remember, but uh, I think it's important that we do.